0: Welcome to the Agape Podcast. I'm Beck, a passionate, sold-out lover of Jesus who accidentally started a Christian singles ministry. And now I want to help as many people as possible to find their husband or wife while being super healthy and full of hope. So get ready for some real raw talk about all things singleness and dating. Hey guys welcome to the podcast the agape podcast i am your host beck chamberlain and i am so excited to talk to you today about seeking god in our dating lives so i posted about this in one of my facebook groups recently and just based on the feedback i had i was like oh i actually should do this as a podcast this is really cool because basically what i had said was hey guys i love this group and I love that we're all so open to um, asking questions and seeking advice in this group, but let me ask you, before you post, do you ask Holy Spirit first? Are you actually going to the Father and asking him your questions before coming to the group and hearing from us? And I, I said this for a couple reasons, but one of them was that nobody knows you as good as the Lord, (laughs) right? He's there with you every moment of every day. The Holy Spirit literally lives inside of you. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being your counselor. Um, He leads you into all truth, you know, Uh, your helper. And I'm just like, well, why would I not go to him first? And I know I, even I, get stuck sometimes in my own life and I can go to people and I can ask questions and I realize, oh, I actually even haven't even asked the Lord this yet. And he's the one that I want to hear from. Another reason where it's so important to hear from the Lord is that everybody has had different experiences and what worked for one person probably doesn't work for somebody else. So if I have a specific situation regarding dating, and I put it out into a Facebook group where I ask for advice, um, you know, there might be an absolute myriad of answers. (laughs) And oftentimes, I think sometimes people just ask the questions because they're looking for confirmation to back up what they're already thinking to do. But also, there's not a lot of wisdom in that because all they're not coming in from a place of being teachable and actually seeking the Lord and going, okay, God, what are you going to say? And maybe you'll use these people, but it's, oh, I already have an idea and I think I'm right. And I actually really want to make sure, um, or I want confirmation or I am looking for other people that are going to corroborate. <laughs> and so then I'm like, cool, I'm going to go from a merry way. But, you know, so many people have so many different experiences and what I love about the Lord, and this is what I really encourage in my uh course for women as well, they seek the Lord for themselves. My course is not a one size fits all, and I love that because what the Lord is going to speak to Sarah about will be completely different to what he'll speak to Nicole about, and it might be around the exact same topic, and that's why I see a lot of these courses, and it's like you know, very uh, head knowledge, or it's very, um, you know, you doing the work on your own, your heart work on your own, or even, you know, one size fits all, do this and get the man, but I'm like, but what works for one person might not work for Sarah, you know, Um, and so we need to seek the Lord for ourselves, and I love seeing, specifically in the course that I have, the women will have just such profound revelations, and they're all completely different about the same topic. And this is what I think it comes down to. The Lord knows your heart. He knows what your past looks like. He knows what you can handle. One person might be able to talk about, um, you know, their testimony, for instance, their relationship with God. And that doesn't really create an intimacy with them, you know, with that person. So say they're on a first date and they're just talking and they're like, this actually doesn't feel that intimate because I would tell a random stranger this, it's just my testimony, right? Whereas somebody else might start telling their testimony and all of a sudden they feel so close to this guy or girl and it's a first date and they're going really deep and they're talking about things where, oh, they're actually not guarding their heart. Their heart is getting so invested And it's actually getting invested past the point of commitment that they're at. And if you have ever followed me or heard anything I've ever said, it really is that your level of intimacy needs to match your level of commitment. But if you know that um, if I start talking about certain things, my heart is not guarded. I get excited. I'm like, oh, you know, and then he asks me questions back. And now we're really deep into this thing. Oh, no, you know. Now I've gone too far and I've got to try and counter, you know, correct, course correct. Or, oh, I really like him. And now I'm, you know, picturing our future together. And what would my hair be like on our wedding day? And where would we live? And again, that's (laughs) way beyond where we should be in the first date. And so if this person comes and asks, what is appropriate and like things to say on a first date? You could get two very different answers from two very different people based on their heart and knowing what they can handle and how they need to guard their heart. I know for me, when I was dating um, a guy, I realized if he starts talking about the future prematurely, like we're not engaged, we're just dating, we're four, five, six months into a relationship and he says something about like our future home or, you know, I would just correct him and and or even just in the moment say, hey, Can you please not talk about our future just yet? Because my heart just can't handle that. If, you know, I just need to guard my heart and I'm going to, it's going to make me excited. I'm going to start to have hope. And we're not there yet to be talking about where we're going to live or what kind of house we're going to have. That's, we're not, we're not engaged. And so I just feel like, you know, can you just like kind of cover me in this? And I would say it in a really nice way. And they would say, oh yeah, of course. And then they would never bring it up again. But I did that because I realized when I was younger, um, I would, on a first date, I'm like, here's everything, all of me. And I would be like, basically like naked and exposed in front of this person and really revealing like my deepest, darkest secrets, right? Because I'm like, I'm an open book. But what I realized was, oh, I get so attached when I do this. And, you know, I don't even realize that when somebody asks me a question, I don't have to answer it. And I can say no, or I could say, you know what, I'd love to share this with you at another point in time. I just don't feel like, you know, at the moment, that's something that I feel comfortable sharing with you or whatever. But I'm like, no, here's everything. Here's my relationship with my dad and all the things that happened to me when I was a child and rah And I realized, oh, I'm so attached that when it didn't work out, it was like I was mourning two deaths or two, you know, disappointments, at least it felt like a death, especially when I was a lot younger and way more dramatic but um it was like oh i'm i'm mourning the reality of uh, you know i don't get to see you every day and our relationship's over but now i'm mourning this hope and this future life that i had envisioned of us together that now doesn't isn't going to come to pass and that's that was so much more devastating like one relationship and it we only dated like maybe 2 months no not even i think actually now that i think about it oh it's kind of embarrassing i think we dated for like a month, maybe like six weeks. And he was saying some things like, you know, that were really getting my hopes up. But that took me about a year to get over him. Every time I saw him, I would just be a wreck, you know, and we went to the same church. So it was so hard. But literally like a year later, I'm still struggling. And I realized I didn't guard my heart. He was saying a lot about our future. um, And I could have stopped him at any time but i just thought well i guess this is what happens when people fall in love really quickly and okay right but we went on the same page and then when he broke up with me he literally went from i le-, like i want to be with you i think we're going to get married to oh no we've had our first disagreement that must mean we're not meant to be together and i'm breaking up with you and he had <laughs> funny story he actually used the i kiss dating goodbye book um to break up with me basically saying like if you have any you know conflict that means you're not meant to be together and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but it took me so long to get over this person. So fast forward, you know, now I'm dating and I'm older, I'm more mature. I know what my heart needs and it's my responsibility to communicate it, right? Whereas somebody else, you know, they might have different boundaries, but that was mine because I knew what it did for me. And those boundaries came from spending time with the Lord, asking Holy Spirit, you know, um, I love hearing God's voice and practicing that because the Bible says my sheep hear me they know my voice the Lord is constantly speaking to us if we will just sit be still and actually really press in he is speaking to us and you know what he's speaking to us about our dating lives he cares about every element of our lives and dating is a big part of that for you know if you're single that's He wants to talk to you about your singleness. He wants to talk to you about the things that are coming up in your heart, your triggers, the emotions that you're feeling. You know, if you're feeling sad, if you've gone through a rejection, he is the comforter. He is the one that wants to be there for you. And, you know, I always say the voice of the Lord will always be compatible with scripture. So it's really important as we're asking God questions and learning to hear his voice that we know what the word says, that we're in the word and God will completely talk you know, to you through the Bible as well. I'm not discounting that at all. I, I love being in the word every day, but there are some things that just aren't specifically written out in the Bible. You know, it is principles and the Lord will speak to you through principles for sure. And I believe there are principles that apply to dating. But if you want to know okay, God, what are some good boundaries? And, you know, should I talk about this? Should I not talk about that? You know, or um, I'm feeling nervous before a date, Lord. Why am I feeling nervous before a date? Or should I pay? Should he pay? All you know, just these things that, you know, the Bible doesn't explicitly speak about, you know, in one verse, it says to take up your ser- your sword. The other one, it talks about, you know, laying it down. And it's, are they both right? <laughs> you know, take your sword. But then it's like, take nothing, you know, to protect yourself. Like, yes, they're both right. It's a both and. That's where we have Holy Spirit. We can discern, Lord, what are you saying to me? Is it time to take up my sword or is it time to lay it down and not take anything with me on my journey? Right. And so that's where the Holy Spirit is so incredible because he is speaking to you. And I want to encourage you, if you're having trouble hearing from the Lord, one, are you pressing in? I learned an incredible tool called, um, it's called the four keys to hearing God's voice by Mark Verkler. And basically I learned this at, when I was in Toronto at school of ministry and it's four keys and they're incredible. I encourage you to go and look up his teachings. Um, there is a ministry page as well, where you can get the free teachings. And then he tells you the four keys. I think, uh, what's it called? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it's really incredible what the the ministry page, but if you look that up, it should come up with his ministry page. Um, And then I did that at, in Toronto when I was like Catch the Fire and I did it every day almost for three years and I just practiced hearing God's voice and I just asked him questions and I journaled and we just grew in intimacy. We grew in he- me really hearing him and connecting with him and now I ask him about everything. Or at least I hope I do. There's definitely some things where I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't checked in, right? And it definitely has ebbed and flowed in seasons for me. But I always come back to that foundation because it laid such a strong foundation of hearing God's voice. And so I just want to encourage you. That's a really, really good tool to use if you want to get really clear on hearing how God is speaking. What I love about Mark Berkler is, if you don't know about him, he was a Baptist pastor and he was seeing all these charismatic people saying that they were talking to God and, or hearing from God, you know, God said this, or God said that. And he would say, well, how do you know it was God? You know, how do you hear God? And they would just say, you know, it's like, you just know that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, I just know it's God. And he was like, well, that wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> he was like, I want to know how people hear God. And he searched the scriptures and he basically came up with four steps that he was seeing charismatic people. They were necessary. They weren't necessarily saying it out loud, but they were doing it because it's like, oh, he wanted to be able to, one, know how to hear God for himself, but then actually teach other people how to really hone in. And he found a scripture in um, Habakkuk, which talks about, um, you know, looking for vision and I'm going to butcher it, but it's so good. Um, You know, being still, looking for vision, hearing from God and then writing it down. And that's basically the four keys. But he walks you through what that means and the power behind it. And so, um, it's really powerful. I encourage you to go uh, through that. If you want to get really good at hearing the Lord, for me, I was like, man, for years, I've been trying to obey the voice of the Lord in my life, but I didn't know how to hear him. (laughs) Right. So I was, I was going to a different denominational church where we weren't taught how to hear God's voice. And I was like, I want to please God, but should I like, go on a mission trip to this place or spend a year, for instance, in Canada, or should I stay in Australia? I want to go to school of ministry. um, But is that what God has for me right now? And I don't, I didn't know. I just was like, I think it's a good thing to do. I'm not feeling that it's a no. Okay. I guess I'm going to do it. Right. And that was kind of what my Christianity was like. It was trying to discern as best as I could, what God was on and trying I really wanted to please him and serve him and and do what you know I felt like he was in but I didn't know what he was in I couldn't hear him I didn't know what he was saying to me um you know the the bible didn't say go to Canada so I was like what <laughs> you know what do I do and so having this teaching really transformed my walk with the lord because I just learned to get really still in his presence and to seek him on things and there's some things that I still struggle to hear him on But it definitely really helped me to hear him a lot clearer. The other thing, if you're struggling to hear the voice of the Lord, one, do you believe that you don't hear him? Because if that is a belief that you have, then that thing, you know, that is actually not truth. And for me, I had to repent. I repent of believing the lie that I don't hear you. And when I did, it was like a veil was lifted and I started hearing the Lord. I would believed that lie for so long. It kept me in bondage. And it kept my ears deaf to, to what he was doing and saying. So that was one thing that I did. Also, uh, you know, habitual sin can really um, block the voice of the Lord. And it's not on his end, it's on our end, right? We We're not sensitive to the spirit. We're not sensitive to what he's saying. Now, God can come in different ways. Yes, he can come as a still small voice. Uh, and that's usually how he comes for me. Like I just hear him in the, his voice in my spirit and I'm journaling and I hear what he's saying and I'm like, okay, I know this isn't me. I can tell. And it's compatible with scripture. And you know, I, I, if it's something directional, again, you want to use wisdom, you're taking it to your community, right? And we'll talk about that in a sec, but habitual sin or just sin in your life can hinder you hearing the Lord on your end, right? Right. Because oftentimes it causes us to pull away. It causes us to feel shame, us to feel like we can't approach God. He is right there, ready, willing, and waiting. And so if that's something that you're going through, going and just repenting and turning from that thing and turning to the Lord can also really open those airwaves so that you can hear clearly. Um, But that's, that's really what I feel like the lord is wanting to say to you today like he is wanting to speak to you he is speaking to you it's just about tuning in it's like that radio you're just getting fine tuning hearing him and then when you start receiving words making sure one it's compatible with scripture so you know it's it's not necessarily like every single thing you hear has to be in the word so for instance sun we know Sunday school is a good thing um you know teaching kids on a sunday about jesus is great but it doesn't the Bible doesn't say anything about Sunday school. Same with the Trinity. The concept of the Trinity is there, but the word Trinity isn't, right? So like stuff like that has to be compatible with scripture. So that's the first thing. And second, make sure that there's community that is coming and testing the word with you. So if you're hearing from the Lord, make sure you're bringing in wise counsel and people who are mature in the faith and say, I really feel like this is what God's saying, especially if it's a directional word, right? Um, There's nothing worse than, you hear these stories about somebody, oh, God told me to go to Africa. and They just go to Africa. And it's like, it was never, there was never wisdom in stewarding that word. There was never wisdom. Okay. Is this from God? Is this from the enemy? Is this from my flesh? I, I want to discern the spirits, make sure it's from Jesus. A way to do that is to bring in wise counsel, you know, make sure that other people um are actually, you know, uh, corroborating what I'm feeling. And, you know, it's been confirmed multiple times you know, and then I'm still using wisdom, right? I've heard God say things or people have prophesied over me and I've just put it on the shelf. Okay. We'll see what happens with that, right? I'm not going to change my whole life based on a word. It's a great word. And I pray that it comes to pass and I'm going to declare it as if it is, but I'm going to wait for the confirmation. I'm going to submit it to mature and wise leaders and I'm going to see what happens. And so that was two of the things that I encourage people in the group to do was, one, if you're going to post questions, and questions are great, and we love feedback, but first, what is Jesus saying to you? Then, if you still need uh, confirmation, or you still want additional input, then go to your, your community and say, hey, this is what I feel like I'm hearing. Is this what you, you know, does this testify in your spirit. Are you do you agree with this? Do you feel like this could be from God? Will you pray with me? Let can you seek the Lord on my behalf about this and or post it in the group. And then I'll see if the Lord will confirm the word that you received or maybe he'll challenge you through some of the things that people say. And I think one other really important thing is if we're going to offer advice. So many times I see people so freely offer advice. This is what I did in my life. This is you know, what I did, it should work for you kind of advice. Rather than actually checking in with Holy Spirit and saying, okay, this person has a problem, they want advice, Lord, what should I tell them? <laughs> what are you on? Yes, this thing worked for me, but it might not work for them. It's, again, not a one-size-fits-all. You know their heart, you know their mind. I went to a Bible study once and they they were really clear on, hey, we don't just give advice freely. We don't just offer opinions when somebody says something. We actually check in with Holy Spirit and ask him what he wants us to say. And that's what we say. And being part of that Bible study was great because I would often say things that I wasn't, that's actually not how I think, right? I'm like, they should do this. And then I check in with the Lord. I'm like, oh, actually, that's not what's best for them. And something completely different would come up to speak over them and encourage them in. And that's what being led by the Spirit of the Lord really is it's it it's every part of our lives, but it really does pertain to dating as well uh romans eight fourteen says that those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, and I want to be led by the spirit of God because I am a son/ daughter of God, right, and if he's not leading me, then who is it's either me and i'm a, i'm not I'm not as good as him at leading myself or it's the enemy, and I definitely don't want him leading my my life and so I just want to encourage you when things come up, especially in dating, I always say dating is incredibly sanctifying, but you can go to the Lord and you can ask him for yourself. You can see, ask him, why are these triggers come out. Why am I feeling this way? Why did I react that way? Lord, oh, should I do this or should I do that? You know, I don't think we need a confirmation from the Lord every single time. You know, to go, like, I don't need to hear God say, yes, go on a date with that person necessarily. Like, I want him to be a part of it. God, I'm thinking this. If I have a piece about it, yes, I don't need an angel to come down from heaven and tell me to date someone, <laughs> right? That's not what I'm saying. We can still play things, you know, we still live in the world. I am very much an advocate for casually getting to know somebody um And having like a coffee, right? And that just being a coffee and just seeing what happens and having things evolve organically. Um, I think sometimes we get a little bit weird, especially in charismatic circles, where it has to be this big, crazy thing. And we stop being normal people, having normal interactions. And honestly, that's how most people will meet the person that they marry, right? A lot of people, I think, remain single because they're waiting to hear God say, this is the one. And you know what, he might have done that for somebody else, but he's maybe not going to do that for you. And you actually need to put some faith in action and start getting to know people, <laughs> right? It's I actually think it's a lot easier to sit back and say, I'm, and I remember I did this too. I'm just going to not date and wait for God to bring the right person to me because then it actually keeps me safe and I don't have to risk or put my heart on the line or get to know anyone or risk rejection or something not working out with somebody that I like. Um, Because he'll just tell me and then that's it, right? Rather than actually doing the work, which is so much more sanctifying. Now, if God's calling you to to wait and sit, that's different. But a lot of people do that, not because he's calling them to, but because they think, A, it's more godly or B, they're scared. And again, we want to be led by the spirit of the Lord and everything. So he might be asking you to, hey, step out of the boat, take some risks when it comes to dating, or he might be saying, wait, sit back. But whichever one you're doing, you want to make sure that he's leading you in it. Otherwise, it's not going to be fruitful. But there's just some uh, thoughts for today. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to message us at agapedating at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.